as I understand it, you know, you, you've got this organization still that's, um, selling pest control, but it's a lot different than when you were making 90,000 your first year. What's it look like now? Yeah. So right now we have pushing 600 sales reps that are signed up to come and sell for us this upcoming summer. Um, and so my job now is just training sales reps and training the leaders that are going to be taking care of them. So we've got locations all over the United States. They uh, have that three to four month period where a lot of our sales reps are students that they go and get shipped across the country Yeah, and we give them the best sales training in the world and they go start knocking doors. And so I'll travel around in the summer and do training and just do everything involved with recruiting, hiring, training, managing those sales reps. Nice dude. So with sales, you know, I'm very big on sales. That's uh, the lifeblood of almost every business. It really is. And, you know, you said you didn't start out as a very good sales guy. What changed? Um, I think a combination of a lot of things. I think a lot of times when you start selling something, you're just presenting, right? You're leaving it up in the air. And so for me, the biggest transition wasn't necessarily being likable or getting people to listen to me. And I got better at those things too, but it was closing. It was, you know, not asking an open-ended question, but knowing how to close people. And then after closing them, knowing how to resolve their concern if they didn't want it right. and throw in an ace and close again and resolve an ace and close and resolve an ace and close so that you get really good at figuring out what people's concerns are and closing. Yeah. And, you know, we see that all the time when we're trying to, you know, close real estate deals and everything like that. Um, you call them, you know, throwing these aces. What does that mean? So anything to add value. And if you, you're going to open up the door or open up the floodgates, but with an ace, there's a preface feature benefit and we train our reps how to get people to feel good about the product when we're adding value to it. And so if you want, we can dive into that, but essentially it's just adding value, whether it's dropping price, whether it's mentioning something else about the service, whatever it is, and getting them agreeing with you, getting multiple yeses, and then going into another close. Right. No, I love talking about sales and, you know, I don't think we have a lot of sales guys who, you know, come on the podcast and are passionate about sales. So I do want to talk about that. Um, you know, for us, we've taken a lot of different sales courses. I've, I've spent tens of thousands of dollars hiring sales trainers, you know, trying to build up my team because, you know, I've seen it on the other side where you have bad sales guys and uh, you're getting the same exact leads and all of a sudden revenue is in half. And you're like, why? Like these, nothing has changed. And it's just because on, on my end, really just bad training, you know, at the end of the day. And so that's why I'm like trying to pick your brain on, on sales. Like how can I become a better trainer for, you know, the sales guys in all my companies. And I, and I totally agree with you that that transition from, you know, having that conversation, building rapport, letting them know about the product to actually closing them is the hardest part you know, get them to pull out the credit card or sign the contract or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, I think in the sales process, you've got multiple hard parts and you've got the initial approach where you're just trying to get them to listen. You're trying to not get shut down. Yeah. But then you've got your pitch where you're trying to build value and then you're going to have those concerns. And I think it's so hard because a lot of times you've got reps that can get through the initial concerns. They can go through the pitch, but if they can't close, none of that other stuff matters. Right. With that being said, I have some people that 
you know, they know how to close and I'm always trying to help them with their upfront because a lot of times sales reps get portrayed as pushy or rude. And a lot of times if you've got a good closer, they're pushy or rude. And so finding a way to get them to be likable and to get them to get through that initial jar and through the approach where they're staying likable. So then they can close is also a struggle. And so there yeah, multiple issues, but that's what I love about it is I truly believe that anyone can be a good sales rep. Really? I think that if they have the right pitch and we're able to work on their verbals, nonverbal, paraverbal communication, we can get them to a point where they can become a good salesman if they just do what we give them. And so when people say that, you know, it, for me, it's like, no, like you can, you can take someone to make them good. The hard part is finding someone with a work ethic to do. What yeah. You who's them. willing to, you know, knock all the doors, handle all the no's, all the FU's, everything that comes with, exactly. you know, cold calling or cold door knocking is, it's not easy. Um, I think that for us has been the, the biggest thing that prevents people from succeeding. It's just not that we can't train them. Like you said, it's just, they don't, they can't handle the rejection or yeah. the failure. hundred percent. Yeah. And it is tough early on, man. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, and that's the other thing is it's, it's like anything. I mean, I, people come into a sales job and it's so concentrated, right? right? If you do any other job, you could be there for a month and handle not being successful. But when you're in a sales job and like you said, you're getting those FUs, a week of no success is hard yeah. in a sales job. Yeah. And for real estate investors, I say this all the time, like it is the same thing. You are going to get rejected. Even if you're not like marketing, you know, you're just putting in offers on all these properties and doing all this stuff. And, you know, 99% of them don't pan out to get that good deal. You know, you're really looking for the 1% of the 1%. And so you have to be able to deal with rejection in this business. It's so true. And I, I think it's frustrating as well, because when you're trying to get the 1%, very little mistakes can kill you. Yeah. And if you're playing scared or you're down or you're frustrated, um, people see that. People hear that in your voice. And that's another big aspect is getting someone to treat every door or every pitch like they're first because they know the right thing to do. But when you've had 10 no's in a row doing the right thing, you start to not do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, what's cool about you is that you are clearly explaining this. I can tell you can train the heck out of salespeople. Thank you. I am kind of the opposite. Um, I'm naturally a good sales guy. Always have been just when I was a kid, I was good at negotiating. I got suspended at school for selling Pokemon cards. Um, but you know, when it, when I got into real estate and couch flipping, all those negotiations just continue to grow um, all the tricks. But I didn't know what I was doing. You yeah. know, I could sense the right way of when to push, when to pull back. You know, how to approach a certain person and how their temperament was, and all of these things. And um, I developed EQ really well through that. But I could not really explain how I do what I do. And I saw somebody mention like, there's a lot of great coaches who were not great players, you know, in their sport because they're good at explaining it. You know, they, they studied the game. They just happen to not be that great at it. And then you have like a lot of good players who are terrible coaches because they were just naturally gifted. They don't know why, but they could just wake up, go, go to the gym and dominate. And, uh, that that's cool that you're both, you know, you've dominated as a sales guy yourself, and then you're still able to, to give that wisdom. Well, thank you. That means a lot. I think for me, um, one thing that was fascinating about coming and seeing your business is I do feel 
that I've become very good at training sales reps and duplicating myself in that aspect. But when you look at this business you've created, you've done the same thing. And maybe it's not in sales training, but in the way that you've been able to put people in the right places. And it looks like you've found people that are really good at sales training. And so I I would even say that's even the next level. So (laughs) I, uh, thank you. That's a really nice compliment, but it's really cool how you've systemized your stuff as well. For sure. 